0: Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is our Sunday, the 22nd of March, and I welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I greet you all. Um, just a reminder this is our online um, platform in the absence of the physical meeting and gathering together of the saints. Um, So we invite you to tune in. We invite you to watch the channel. We invite you to really um, just keep yourself um, equipped, keep yourself uh, joined and logged in so that you don't miss anything from uh, the church so that you don't miss anything from um, the movement that is what our leaders are bringing to us in this time so don't miss out this morning in every nation we're going through and concluding our series this is us and today is titled united So, before we begin, let me just remind you why we're doing this, why we are online. We currently have a lockdown on gatherings. Gatherings meaning we're not going to have church as usual. We're going to use this platform. We're going to use these means to reach to you. So, it is paramount that in this trying time, you get yourself locked in into the Word of God. You do not neglect prayer. You do not neglect um, uh, just equipping yourself with everything that you need. Because if everything else fails, one thing that will remain is Jesus. Jesus remains. Jesus is the center. Jesus is our rock. He is our foundation. He keeps us going, even when everything else seems like it is failing. And I urge you to keep your first locked into the first of our Mecca. Because as we behold him, we become resilient. As we behold him, we become like him, meaning nothing can change us. Nothing can move us. And it will transform us to be strong in the face of adversity. So I really encourage you that there is nothing that can move us. So in this message this morning, our As I mentioned earlier, it is the power of unity, and it is underpinned with the famous slogan United we stand, and divided we fall. What does that mean? This basically comes at such a crucial time where the body of Christ is not able to meet together, where the body of Christ may seem to be fragmented, may seem powerless, may seem like the church is paralyzed. But I'm here to tell you that the church is not paralyzed. We're no longer confined to the buildings. Maybe this is the time that we become the real hands and the real feet of Jesus. Because if Jesus is living inside of us, Jesus was the one man. That's why he said, unless I go back, You know, the Holy Spirit will come, and when he comes, he'll give you power, and that power will cause you to go out. I will no longer be limited to this geographical location, but you will go to the ends of the earth. So it comes at such a time that we have to get out of the building and go out there because the world needs us as a church. So before we continue, let's pray together. Dear Lord, help me this morning to speak your heart, to speak your truth, and Holy Spirit, there is no one knowledgeable about every individual watching and listening to this broadcast but you. So I ask that you do only what you can do, Lord, to speak in the ways that truth will be recognized in their hearts, gracefully lead us and guide us as we battle through this pandemic. And through your word, Lord, help us see you in all of this. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. I will be drawing this morning from the book of Romans chapter 12, from verses 4 to 5. And we'll let her extend that from verses 6 to 8. And I'll also be touching on Matthew chapter 15, 16 to 19. And we will close... um, with Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. And this message, this morning, will be broken down in three parts. The first is the source of our unity, which is in Christ, and I'll focus on in Christ. Then we'll look at how each one of us matter to God, and how we matter to the body of Christ. Then we'll conclude with how we are empowered together as a church, together as individuals are created by God. Romans chapter 12, verse 4 and 5 reads, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. The implication in this scripture is that each one of us form one body, and each one of us belongs to the other. That means there is no man that is an island as long as you call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, meaning there is no hand that can call itself a body if it is not part of the whole body. The eye will not say to the body that I am the body, you are not the body. Because the eye needs to be in the body for it to be the body. So in the context of the body here, we can see it on two levels. The one is the universal level. The universal level is the global church. When Christ came, he set up this body and said, whoever is going to believe in me is going to become a follower. And what is a follower? We call ourselves Christians today, and that is the church. What we, say, what we see there is that at spiritual birth, when you decided to follow Jesus, what happened? You became a Christian. And the Bible says that God is the one that adds people to a family. And if God is adding a person to a family, it means God is making you part of the body. And this is the global body. So I became a member of Every Nation, um, Venduk in particular, which is the local church. So at this point in time, where we have this COVID-19, that is a concern, that is a worry, that is bringing fear, that is bringing hopelessness into the world. This is where the universal body of Christ has to come together. Because Jesus said when he comes back, he's going to be coming for a spotless bride. He's not going to be coming for brides, which is dark church and dark church and dark church. He's going to be looking for all these churches that are members of this one church coming together in unity. And this is where Jesus is calling us today to stand, to band together under Christ as he is the head of the church. To band together and pray. And the church is given this mandate to pray and to intercede so the world needs us today so as believers i would encourage you to be part of the body that will be praying at noon today against this COVID-19 and when we pray together in unity God will hear our prayer and God will move this mountain that is before us secondly the local body which is the body of believers that is a particular church, like every nation uh, movement, and in particular every nation, Venduk, each church has a mandate and has a local expression. In Venduk, we become relevant as part of the local body of Christ, which is every nation. So in Venduk, we have a particular mandate or a particular expression in our local uh, community, in our local society. So it is at these two levels that we'll be looking at the church. And when we zoom it down, we'll be looking at ours in Vandook. I, standing here as a member of this church in Vandook, what is my purpose and why am I here? I mentioned that we will be looking at um, in Christ as the one that holds the church together. So for us to really know the function and know how we function and know what empowers us as a church we need to understand who Christ is in Matthew chapter 16 uh, what we see is Jesus in Caesarea having a conversation with his disciples and in particular he was asking them who he is what the people are saying he is and some say he is a prophet but he brought this question home to his disciples in particular and this morning I'm asking you this same question Who is Jesus to you? What would you say if you were in that place? For Simon, he answered and he said, You are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And in verse 17, Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. No mere man showed this to you, but my Father in heaven showed it to you. Here is what I tell you, you are Peter. On this rock I will build my church. The gates of hell will not be strong enough to destroy it. What we see here is that the knowledge of the real nature of Jesus was now being tested. Upon this knowledge, in terms of the nature of who Jesus is, the power and the authority of the church is hanging. Should we miss who Jesus is? Then we're missing what church is all about because we cannot do church outside Jesus. It is upon the knowledge of who Jesus is, the kingdom of God will be established. And it is upon the knowledge of who Jesus is, the church will be established. So what this confession is bringing is bringing um, a knowledge of who Jesus is, is bringing and acknowledging that Jesus indeed is the Son of God, that Jesus indeed is the Messiah that was sent to redeem the world, that Jesus indeed is the one that was sent to come and reunite creation back to God. And there is a whole lot of things that is loaded just in Christ. Colossians chapter 1, verse 17 says, Before everything... And anything was created. He was already there. He holds everything together. And he is the head of the body. Which is the church. He is the beginning. He is the first to be raised from the dead. So we see Jesus. That before everything that was created. He was there. And he holds everything together. So this is for you and me today. That if we grab a hold of this truth. That the reason why. I am part of. This body of Christ, the reason why I'm part of this church is because I've been added, I've been made a member, and not only for me, but for the other. Because each member belongs to the other. I'm not here on my own. So what happens when we believe this? The church becomes a living organism. Because we believe in the living God, we believe in the Son of God that was raised. He was the first that was raised from the dead. And when we do that, the church cannot be stopped unless if we say God can be stopped. And what can stop God? And it is upon these beliefs that the torrents of hell will never overcome us, will never overtake us. We have this COVID-19, this will not stop us. This will not stop the church. It will not stop anybody that believes in the Son of God as the Messiah who believes in the Son of God as the Son of the one and true living God. So this becomes our cornerstone because if anyone is building a building, they have to think about how they are going to set up that foundation, depending on how high and how strong the one that building to be. It will depend on the foundation. So it is for us today to immerse ourselves on who Jesus is if we are to stand strong, if we are... To come against these giants that are before us. So I spent a bit of time now explaining to you what in Christ means. Which brings me to the next point that says I matter to God and to the body. Personally, I was created as an individual. And the Bible says that God knew me before I was even formed in my mother's womb. That means he knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. I didn't know I would end up here in this church, but God, I believe, added me to this church. So I do matter, number one, as a creation. Number two, as a person that is added and uh, brought alongside other believers, other followers of Jesus Christ. James chapter 1 verse 18 says, God chose to give us new birth through the message of truth. What is that new birth? He had a redemptive plan when everything went uh, bad with Adam. And what was that plan? He sent his son Jesus to die for me in particular. And with that new birth, he wanted us to be the first and the best of everything he created. And what does that mean? If we rewind back to Genesis, when he was creating everything that we see today, When it came to man, after man was created, what did he say? Very good. But before man was created, there was this conversation that says, let's make man in our own image. And what does that mean? This is a creator excited to replicate himself. This is a a creator excited to see his nature come forth. So we should not take this lightly because... There is an expectation from the creator. When he was creating us, he's expecting an expression of who he is, especially today. He's expecting us to release his nature, to love like him, to have wisdom like him. He's expecting us to really show mercy to those that need mercy. He's expecting us to be gentle with one another. He's expecting us to bring hope to the hopeless, and to bring life back to the disheartened. God made us in his image, not just for us. We may look different on the outward, but if you think of what makes our body, it is the same thing. Skin may be different. The way we speak may be, may be different. Our hair styles or our hair nurture may be different. But what holds us together and what makes a person? What makes us be called a human being? Because when we get there, we're all the same. We're all humans. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Folks, when God was creating man, it was not only For us to be ourselves enjoy ourselves but to do good what is it that we can do i'm excited this morning one thing that excites me besides seeing a crowd of people is that we have people among us that are gifted gifted naturally gifted in knowledge to make sure that we can be seen and we can be heard to people that are not able to come first to first with us and that is on the natural side of things Because they have the technical know-how of making it possible. They might have prayed. They might not have prayed. But somebody prayed to say, let's hope those cameras don't fail. Let's hope the sound don't fail. And this is who we are as individuals. We start to matter to the body in the spiritual sense and in the natural sense. And if we miss that, we cannot have church. If we miss that, this whole thing cannot happen. So we believe we matter to Christ as his creation and as his burst of everything that he has created. And we recognize that we cannot do this on our own. Otherwise, we're useless if we keep this to ourselves. But we bring it to the body of Christ. There's this famous phrase that says, My chain is as strong as the weakest link. What does that mean and how does that apply to us as a church? If you are called to be an intercessor and you don't pray, what's going to happen? If Jesus did not even pray for us, because before uh, he parted with his disciples, he told them that there will be a time that I will not be with you. But I pray. To the Father, that He will keep you, that He will sustain you, that He will keep you strong. In fact, unless I go back, the Holy Spirit will not come. Who will be your comforter? Who will guide you and lead you into all truth? So, if we don't bring our part as we are gifted to the Lord, we're making the body fail. In Romans, Chapter 12, 6 to 8, the Bible says, We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, as we learned last week, you have the grace to serve, so serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. This is who we are. This is us. If we fail to bring the part that we're supposed to bring to the church, that means Christ is not going to move as he is supposed to move because we become his hands and feet. Ephesians chapter 4 Verse 16 says, He makes the whole body grow and build itself up in love, under the control of Christ. Each part of the body does its work. It supports the other parts. In that way, the body is joined and is held together. It is very important that we grab a hold of this. It is not necessarily our service to the body, but it is who is inside of us that is compelling us to bring that kind of service to the body because if we just serve because i'm just serving i have a duty to serve and i have no concern of what kind of service i'm bringing to the body of christ then i'm failing then it is useless because the body says that the bible says that i must bring it as unto the lord if i'm praying for somebody i am praying as Christ would be praying for that somebody. If I'm praying for the hurting world, I am praying as Christ would be praying for the hurting world. Because it is in Christ that we are able to to do this. And as I start to bring it to the close, we have to understand that we are empowered. As a body of believers... We are not on our own. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20 says, Jesus came to them and said, All authority, that means all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go then and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, And you can be sure that I'm always with you to the very end. This right here is the power of authority to execute the mandate of heaven. Because Jesus is saying all authority is given to me and I'm sending you as ambassadors. As ambassadors to the world. And as you are going, I will be with you to the very end. If we do not understand who Christ is, we will not understand how we are going. And if we don't get who Christ is, we're missing the power and the authority in which we are supposed to go to the world. And for us to have the courage, for us to have the boldness, we need to understand that in Christ, we are able to to do this. And Christ is with us to the very end. And how can we say we have arrived at the end? As long as the end has not come in sight and I'm not standing on the finishing line, I am still going. And as I am still going, I am bold and courageous to know that God is with me. I am walking and moving with Jesus. So today, we are supposed to go and teach everybody to obey God. We are supposed to bring hope to the hopeless and bring comfort to those that are disheartened. So this empowers the church to stay in the face of any adversity, any oppression that we may face. So the church has delegated authority, and this is the authority from Christ. If we grab a hold of this truth, we become unstoppable. John chapter 17, from verses 21, the Bible says, Father, I pray that all of them will be one. Just as you are one in me and I am in you. I want them also to be in us. Then the world will believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me. I did this so they would be one. Just as we are one. I will be in them just as you are in me. I want them to be brought together perfectly as one. This will let the world know that you sent me. It will also show the world that you have loved those you gave me, just as you have loved me. I quickly want to come back to verse 22. I have given them glory you gave me. Do we remember the Bible says that everyone that has sinned has fallen short of the glory of God? And we also know that anybody that confesses that Christ is Lord, is served, And will be righteous in Christ. So this scripture is saying. I have given those that have accepted me. The same glory that you have given me. So if we have the same glory. That Jesus had. How can we not restore order. Into a chaotic world. How can we not bring back the runes. To life. We have that authority. We have that power. Because Christ was extending his prayer. As he was praying for his disciples, he extended that prayer to each one of us that will today believe in him. And this right here is a mystical union that we must not miss. Jesus, while he was walking on the earth, while he was teaching the disciples and those around, what he kept telling them, those that would not believe, they kept asking, can you show us the Father? The one thing he said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Because the Father is in me. I and the Father are one. And today, through the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of us, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Because I come as a representative of heaven, just as Jesus was a representative of heaven in his lifetime on earth. How marvelous and how powerful can that be? He goes on to say that, Jesus will live inside of us. Which means we are one with him. And as I bring this to a close, I want us to see this. And I read again Romans chapter 12. For just as each of us has one body with many members, each one do not all have the same function. So in Christ, though many form one body, and member belongs to the other. He goes on to say, we are all different members gifted differently, but for the church to function, or for the body to function, by implication, it means we are all hinged on the unity of each member of the body. We have among us preachers, evangelists, and all these bring the body of Christ together. This reality brings the diversity in the ethnos it brings the diversity in the giftings that god has put in each individual and when we start to see this unity in the church in our connect groups that evidence will be overwhelming to the world and the world will know that we are of the father and the world we know will know that jesus is on the earth because we are his hands and feet Amen. And remember that our unity as a church is in Christ. And what I want you to remember also is that you matter to God and to the body of Christ. And also remember that it is Jesus, it is God who empowers us. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I pray this morning. That each one of us grab a hold of the truth of who you are, Jesus. That it will not be the Jesus that preacher preaches. It will not be the Jesus that somebody testifies. But it will become a revelation truth to each one of us. That as we move and as we have our being, we know that that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. I pray for everyone listening this morning, that God, you come in power. Those that don't know you, you are a gracious God. I pray that they will come to a full knowledge of who you are, that they will come and know that their center, their rock, their foundation is in you, Jesus. So I pray as a church this morning that we will band together and stand strong. We will band together and know that you matter to us. Because you matter to us, you came and you brought life back. That was not only life in the Spirit. I pray that those don't know you will see life returning, even in the first of this COVID-19. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.